and welcome to the Really Truly Music Podcast. My name is Ricky and I'm joined with Dan. Hello. And we are doing our first review episode today of Glass Ocean's brand new album, The Remnants of Losing Yourself in Someone Else. So this is um, Glass Ocean's debut album and to give a little bit of backstory on them as a band, they are Sydney based um, in Australia and they've released two EPs before this, first one in 2014 and the second in 2015. And this is their first album, which was released uh, only last Friday. So Friday, the 21st of August this year. So first of all, what do you think about the art, Dan? Yeah, it's quite a uh, abstract looking looking album cover. I'm just trying to, I, to be honest with you, I can't figure out what I'm looking at when I look at it. It looks like it's, you're like looking up at something. It almost looks like it's in like a church or cathedral. Yeah, Are they arms? Quite, yeah. yeah it's, oh, like yeah. Two I can, statues. I can um, see it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think from what I read to give a little bit of backstory on the album I think it's about um so the lead singer he's he's written a couple of songs before um on this I think he had a friend that um sadly passed away and um a couple of songs that he'd written about before namely Ghost on their second EP and Winterhold on their first EP was about that and I have a feeling some of those themes might be coming into this album and I guess, I mean, the artwork is very abstracted, but it's kind of two statues of people uh, with their arms linked together. And it might be related to to that particular instance, I'd yeah. imagine. And, but, there's, um, and there's light behind where the two hands meet as well. Yeah, yeah, nice. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um, again, it, it is very abstracted and the actual like album itself isn't, blatantly obvious about one thing i think it's meant to be interpreted obviously by the listener um they released four singles before the actual album came out um and in order of release it was beyond us first then voyage then bolero then almeida um so they're all released beforehand and um what's interesting is the first track on the album is voyage and the last track is almeida and i'd already heard both of those songs so i guess i'd already because i'd listened to the singles coming into the album i already had a sort of idea of how it was going to start and end and it was kind of piecing together the bit in the middle but i also think my sort of stance on this and i don't know how you feel about this dan is as much as i love listening to singles and this applies to every uh, every artist really not just this particular album but as much as i love listening to singles and things that are released prior to the album when the actual album comes out i obviously want to listen to it as a whole piece of music cause that's what it's been written to be listened to as but at the same time it's like track one i've already heard track one i want to mm-hmm. hear the new stuff do you know what i mean and yeah. it's like it's like a focus on what I haven't heard and not what I have heard. So the first few listens were more focusing on the newer stuff and not the existing stuff. So did you find yourself starting at track two? No, I mean, I default. still listened from still track went, one went for out it. of respect for the how the album should be listened to. Cool. But um, I guess it would have been amazing to just not have heard anything and listen to it as well. But obviously, you know, singles and they yeah. have their place, don't they? Was it when Beyond Us came out? 
obviously I think you've had eyes on because obviously I know you've been following Glass Ocean for a, a number of years now because I remember you were listening to them when we were at university together yeah um, yeah did you when when Beyond Us was released did Glass Ocean kind of put it out as if it's their debut single for the upcoming album or did yeah, they yeah they did was, it was did all they just drop of- it yeah, no, there was quite a lot of hype that they've been drumming up for the new album with these singles. Um, they've been talking, if I remember correctly, about this album for years. Mm. Um, and then they kind of went a little bit dead for, mm. for a couple of years. And now they've come back to it. So they clearly were just getting all the writing sorted for it. But yeah, these are very much geared towards the new album. They weren't okay. just sort of thrown out there as individual releases. Well, I must say, I mean... Um... I put it on and listened to it throughout and I I really I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um it's weird because they are actually from what I'd heard of them before. I think cuz I knew what their sound was like prior to listening to the album. I kind of half knew what to expect because they they do have a very unique sound to, you know, a very unique style to their sound. Yeah. Um yeah. but when Voyage the the opening track comes in it really does set the scene with like what's to come like it's a very grand grandiose kind of opener definitely and Uh, um from yeah building on what you just said obviously we we both know their previous stuff and i think from my point of view this it sounds a bit more sincere this new album like they've obviously got the first ep and the second ep um i absolutely love the first ep the second EP, they they kind of tried something a bit different with the um, the recording, like the actual the sound of the the EP, like it was a lot more raw, and it kind of lacked, in my opinion, what made Glass Ocean sound so sort of what's the word? Like their first EP was just so the guitars were so shimmery and clear and crisp, and everything was sort of drowned in reverb, and it had this kind of very sort of washy sound to it but at the same time it was really sort of tight and punchy on the mixing side and on the second ep they kind of went to this other sound where they were um it was more raw um the the vocals sounded almost like they were recorded in this big room they weren't sort of you know there wasn't a lot of processing going on and it was a cool you know it was a good experiment i think but i think the general consensus from the fans and also from the band was that yeah we kind of want to go back to the sound of the first EP in terms mm. of what what sort of gave them that sort of signature sort of glistening sound, I guess, mm. um, which is what they've gone back to on this album. But big, also big from, time. yeah, the songwriting, I think, is um, more sort of sincere and a bit more serious in a way, um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of got that impression. It is a very much a sit down strap in you know there is a very much a i haven't unpicked it myself and enough yet but it seems like there is a, a strong narrative kind of structure going through the the album yeah. it feels like there is a start there is a middle and there is an end yeah it definitely. seems like there's very much a purposeful like ordering of the track but what it does but it their style is just is really cool like it some songs it kind of sounds like a metal album dressed up like as a pop album almost like some of the rhythms of the tunes and the guitars um i think it's oh man what's the name of the track i think it's a dream from which i may not wake yeah really does have like a kind of almost like a metal corey kind of rhythm to it like it's very sort of staccato big massive chords kind of coming in on the off beats 
and it yeah it reminded me of like some kill switch engage songs it doesn't sound like kill switch engage at all but it, yeah. it reminded like if they were to decide to you know make their guitars a lot more heavy and like make the drums a lot more heavy and like have a guy scream at the vocals it would sound quite similar i agree no that's a really good point and there yeah, i 100 percent agree and i think actually what's interesting is i think the the actual lineup switched since but um i know the the main the the singer uh is tobias atkins his name is he started the band with uh the, the uh, original drummer was a guy called nick Peterson. Okay. Um, and I think they're like, they're really good friends. He's not in the band anymore, this drummer, but he, um, is from a band called North Lane. And I think I've never, I've not listened to them, but I'm pretty sure they're like a proper, really heavy sort of metal band. Um, clearly he's brought that to the table in terms of the rhythms and things. Yeah. Um, and I know like their other influences are things like Prince and uh, Peter Gabriel and stuff. And you can really mm, hear that in the really guitars can. and the tones yeah, and, it's, and the vocals. So This isn't a disservice, but like every time I hear the way their guitars are, um, like r- sort of super clean, chorusy, very spacey kind of sounds. The, the word that comes to my head is like really beautifully digital. Like yeah, there's, there's such a digital sound to their guitars but like done in such a nice way and it kind of reminds me the the one thing that it reminded me of which i'm not sure whether you're familiar with but there's an album by yes that they released in the late 80s called big generator it was when they i've listened to bits of it yeah, yeah yeah it was it was the album after they released the one with owner of a lonely heart which made yes become like a very chart successful band for a little while the way the production is on on the follow up big generator really reminds me a lot of the remnants of losing yourself in someone else it, it mm. i don't know whether they've pulled like it wouldn't surprise me if, if they've like taken something from that era of yes like the late 80s because obviously during that era there was a lot of digital effects units being um introduced and i think a lot of bands kind of capitalized on that a lot so yeah, I th- it wouldn't surprise me if they haven't put if yeah, they've pulled yeah. it from that era. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, this is um I, I was just reading an interview from the singer um earlier today, but uh, one of the questions was um, what's described the music you make, and he said um, the mysterious love child of some weird orgy between Prince, Michael Hutchins, Michael Jackson, and Peter Gabriel, then dip that love child in a big old bucket of reverb and put the meter in seven four <laughs> which basically <laughs> yeah okay yeah up quite well yeah definitely yeah um, i can get on board with that <laughs> so yeah I, I find um in terms of the actual like musicianship um again again I'm, I'm sort of comparing to their earlier stuff um their first ep was very much I think let's show off what we can do individually. Like the drums were very over the top in terms of fills. Mm. Um, the vocals, uh, I, I think he's got a great voice. He's got a really deep, um, oh, he's got full-bodied a voice. Unbelievable yeah. voice. Really Incredible. does. Um, and uh, that was very much, he was really showing that off on the on the earlier stuff and rightly so. Um, same with the drums. They're, they're very well done. But they were, you could sort of tell that they were they were over the top in some some scenarios. Um, and I think in this album, they've gone less of let's show off what we can do as musicians, but more just write sort of cohesive songs. And it sounds a little bit more mature in that respect, I think. 
what was the name of the track that we that like we used to listen to like in your car like, light of the moon oh, is the one yeah that is a great track a great track and that that really shows off his vocals especially with the falsetto stuff yeah um, oh, which is a, yeah and yeah. he doesn't do that that often either does no, he like no. it was a proper showcase that track yeah and to be honest i don't think he does any on this album it's more it's less showing off his range and more just about the actual song it's songs itself mm. but then having said that i do think that there are plenty of little moments of musical genius in this album i just think that they're more subtle in their delivery um for example uh track six soul slumber there's a guitar solo in that song um and the the second phrase the end of the second phrase where the guitar sort of just bends up into this wash of reverb it it gives me just gives me shivers every time um and you know, I, for someone who's not really big into guitar solos, I play guitar, but I prefer the more, the the little, I'm not big into the intricate things. I'm more in the sort of little moments that really connect with you personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's just one example that really gave me goosebumps. And, and there, there are others on the album as well. I think for me, like I'm always, I'm always a fan of, a, of an opener um, because I always like to think that, that is the kind of like I know we've we've said that that was a you were saying that Voyage was a single um to be honest with you I didn't listen to it when it came out so like I was going in completely blind that's cool um and I really enjoyed Voyage I thought that was just a fantastic way to start an album um and I really liked Beyond yeah Beyond Us I really liked as well Mm. um and really like um Bolero too I thought they were just really cool really cool tracks all three of them are, are the singles, yeah. They're, they're, they're really good. I mean, are they, oh, they were all the singles, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, cho- well, there's one more, Almeida, the last track. That was a single as well. Ah. But they're clearly chosen. They've got very strong sort of choruses. Um, my girlfriend, Chloe, says uh, Bolero's constantly stuck in her head at the moment. So, um, w- yeah, which is a good sign, definitely. For sure. Um, but they definitely cross that border between sort of um quirky off kilter progressive influences and poppy sort of catchy vocal lines and i think the some of the vocal lines in this album are what have really drawn me in mm. um i did a double take when i first listened to a dream from which i may not wake mm-hmm. that just the first sort of vocal line as soon as i sort of i was washing up when i listened to this album and like obviously i'd heard voyage so i enjoyed that and then the second track came on and i was I had to like wash, dry my hands and be like, right, I've got to listen to this again and <laughs> proper soak it in because, yeah, caught, caught me um, by surprise. But also Burn and Soul Slumber, I'm pretty obsessed with at the moment, both of those two tracks. Um, so, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're obviously high points. In terms of filler, I don't really think there's much filler on this album at all. Um, Even the little self and sacrifice yeah. at the end is a nice little sort of interlude going into the, the last album, isn't it? I think, last, yeah, I last think, track. as you say, it's a nicely placed to sort of then the last track, Almeida, has a bigger impact as well. What Another thing I noticed is they, obviously they borrow from sort of progressive styles of music, but all their song, I mean, the longest song on the album is four minutes, 26. Mm. Um, and most of them are in the three minute range. And the thing is, a lot of the songs have this potential to sort of go off on one. But I think 
it's kind of I think it's very sort of mature of them to sort of keep it concise and just be yeah. like, no, we're gonna just sort of like keep it know, lean said, and yeah, 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 we've said everything we need to say and and that's it. Like, and I've noticed some of, in some of their songwriting, they've used just sort of two choruses as opposed to three um, in a quite a lot of songs, and it's not just on this album actually, but songs like um, on this album, I think burn asteroid blue divide almeida um and then on some of their other songs on previous releases they do this and i think it's cool um Mm. because it makes the chorus really impactful like you only hear it twice so when it hits it kind of hits really hard Mm. um so yeah that was something cool that i noticed i think it's cool that um the fact that it has taken five years as well to kind of come back with with what is their debut album as you were saying it's like really mature of them to be able to keep it so tight and concise whereas if you have five years to write and record an album obviously i'm sure it was done sort of intermittently you know if you have five years worth of doodling it it must be really difficult to not make it quite like sort of big and long and kind of you know you got all this throwing all ideas that you've had into the mixing pot like it's kind of yeah like a a very respectable thing to keep it nice 38 39 minutes is it yeah 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 so really short yeah Yeah. like fair play to them uh you know yeah no definitely i agree so yeah the remnants of losing yourself in someone else obviously ricky this is our first review on the really truly music podcast um and i think it's a good one to start off with as well um so i suppose are you are we are you happy to go with like an out of 10 scoring system like and yeah, keep that, that as precedent going forward that works for me yeah that's a good way of doing it nice so i mean i suppose obviously i've listened to the album about three times three or four times all the way through like whilst i've been doing work and stuff and i've happily had it on the whole time like i've not skipped any tracks like i've really enjoyed it from start to finish i thought the production is great and as we've just said, I think they've been really mature in the way they've presented it, presented themselves. And I think it's a good building block to see what they do going forwards, because um, it would be nice if it wasn't another five years until they bring something else out. Um, oh, I think, yeah, I think it's a, it's a solid like eight and a half from, from me out of 10. I think it's, yeah, I mean, what's 10? You know what I mean? I don't think I'll ever put, give anything a 10 because... Um, perfection doesn't exist in my favor <laughs> but i think eight and a half yeah eight and a half is is, is the one for me school. yeah no that's yeah fair enough well said um for me i guess it's worth mentioning that out of the two of us i've probably followed the band a lot more closely in the past um yeah so i have been anticipating this album for a very long time and it's clearly been a labor of love from the band when it came out obviously i, I listened to it on on last friday the day it came out and I was expecting it to be good and it completely exceeded my expectations. So I'm like obsessed with this album at the moment. Whether that's just the honeymoon period, we'll wait and see. But I don't think an album has actually got me this excited to listen to in years. You know, it's it's up there at the moment as, you know, could, could end up being one of my favourite albums ever. I know that's quite a bold statement to make. But so you're just, what, giving it a... You're just going to give it like a five, five or six. <laughs> or five or six. <laughs> no. no um, you say, what's a 10? And I, I don't think any 10s exist in album wise. 
every every track I've enjoyed from start to finish. There's highlights for me: a burn, soul slumber, voyage as well, and Almeida. But then I also tracks like Pride and a dream from which I may not wake. I love as well. Um, there's not really any filler on it. Obviously, those tracks I enjoy more than the others. But I would be inclined to give this, you know, definitely a nine out of ten. If not, could end up going higher. It's obviously. 10 doesn't exist, a perfect 10. Or maybe we have to compromise and say a 10 does exist, but nothing but if has it its did, flaws. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. But yeah, no, th- this, is, this is really high up there for me. Um, and I will be listening to it for years to come. Wicked. There you go, Glass Ocean. You've got yourselves <laughs> a good review here. No, I, I do agree with everything you're saying. I think it's been, I think it's a very, very good album. Um, good stuff and hopefully oh, we'll yeah, see him on tour like when when touring is a is a thing again so hopefully yeah um, i mean i don't think they've come to the uk yet um they're obviously they're, they're still very sort of they're an up-and-coming band in australia and they've supported a lot of big bands over there but i think obviously especially at the moment it's impossible but yeah. um funding and things would be a tricky one yeah. one day maybe maybe yeah or even like a like a live stream of some kind might be cool as part of like the, the promotion of the album like if that would be great i'd be all over that yeah for sure i'd pay i'd pay you know good money to watch that definitely thanks to everyone for listening to the really truly music podcast um, yeah this is our first um review episode and we'll be back um soon with our, our second review we're not sure exactly what we're going to do yet but we'll have a think in the meantime and uh, that'll be up yeah and uh, and also just a feature length podcast that we do bi-weekly we look forward to chatting with you guys again yeah thanks for tuning in and see you next time see you later